Welcome to Your Typical Shonen Protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kels, and today we're talking about animation quality and the impact it has on not only the story, but the reception of the product overall. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, got, got a lot, a lot of a lot. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, man, wore out, absolutely like croaked, busy, tired, but it's great. We're <laughs> We're doing something this week, you know, just trying kind of pulling it out of thin air, but whatever, man. Actually, so, you know, our last podcast, we did the Demon Slayer movie. So your boy was totally thinking about, like, did that movie just resonate so well due to the animation or was like, did that play a part in it? And so that's how this podcast came about. Yes, totally. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Animation quality. What is it? So for me, animation quality is aesthetics, um, how smoothly something is portraying portrayed on the screen. Like if I can tell if there was like a dip, like how comfortable and like aesthetically pleasing it looks to me as well as like. So like like consistency of their art style from scene to scene. Yes. And just like true like beauty. I feel like animation like quality in some form is subjective because there is different types of animation just like there's different types of art like i'm not a fan personally of a lot of cg but i know a lot of people who don't mind cg and i've seen cg done really well and i've seen it done really poor i feel like so yeah i i 100 percent agree like i am not about cg animation as like the primary resource for a storytelling vehicle in in anime, right? Because you got things like Toy Story, which is 100% CG, and it's like, it's beautiful. Yeah. But equally, that's like a feature-length film and not, you know, a seasonal anime. Yeah. So a, as a cost-cutting maneuver, rather than like a, an artistic decision, I'm not about it because it, it it's not done... It's it's hit or miss depending on where it's done. Like the entire Berserk remake, uh, you kind of get used to it, but it's still kind of weird. But like how Demon Slayer um, kind of used it in kind of uh, the one-off far scenes where it's not pivotal that this be pristinely animated. You see all of the fine detail and motion. It's just kind of a, a, a cost-saving feature to then be able to animate such beautiful motion with like the water techniques and whatnot. Yeah. I, I think I can, I can, I can, you know, get over my own problems with CG. No, I feel that 110%. But let's, uh, let's talk about our, our lineup. So we're going to talk about shows with great animation that also kind of have the cost cutting measures in areas where they're not super important. Yeah. Uh, things like Jujutsu Kaisen and uh, same vein for me, Black Clover um, falls in with Jujutsu Kaisen. But, you know, Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, things like that. We're talking about shows with bad anim animation, shows that were kind of big hitters that were animated so poorly they had to go back and reanimate things for like a DVD release. And then shows that kind of were up and down, you know? Yeah. So, so let's start, let's start off with the big hitters. Let's start off with the stuff that was so wonderful that 
Mayer had, you know, one or two flops in there. So something I felt like that was just absolutely like I felt to start with something I feel like I couldn't see any flops in. I know there were some there because it's been pointed out. I watched the videos, but the Fate series does an incredible job. But they do, um, for instance, you haven't watched the Heaven Sealed movies, but you've seen Fate Zero, correct? Uh, yes, I have seen Fate Stay Night, Fate Zero, and then Unlimited Blade Works. Okay. None of the movies cool. or the side, whatever. Cool. Or We're going to get you on the Heaven Sealed so you can be miserable. Like It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great. So, um, like, that is Ufotable, the studio that made Demon Slayer. That is them like flexing their unlimited. And everybody calls Fate Unlimited Blade Works Fate Unlimited Budget Works because of just the <laughs> foreseen of the the amount of money thrown at that. Like I think what twenty four episode anime, and it's so accurate because there's just so many scenes, like especially where he's pulling off like his opus attack Unlimited Blade Works at the end of it. Or when Gilgamesh is just going off. Or when Hercules is out here stumping people. There's just so much that's happening with that. And a lot of people... Like for me, one of my favorite scenes is Lancer versus Saber. I think in like episode 2 or 3. Because it's just like such... You get to see that fight from two different perspectives. Because episode 1 is the fight from... Um, I believe Ren's perspective, and then two is when you see it from like Saber and Emiya's perspective. I believe I have to double check that. It's been a while, but that the weapon clashing, the like just steals, like the them stopping in between the water. I feel like Ufotable was living up to their title of just primo animation with that. Like I have no faults. I feel like that was just very top tier animation in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to go back and think, and I'm like, you know, critic says, well, they do a lot of talking, so when they're talking, they don't have to animate really well, and then they can spend all their budget on the cool shit. But I mean, equally, what's the problem with that? You need you need time to describe the lunacy that is fate. Yeah, the series like without and all the explanations, fate would be I don't know. It wouldn't make an ounce of sense. And, you know, you, you need the downtime so you're not, like, burnt out on all of the action, you know, so that all of the action actually has an impact. So, no, I, I would agree. I'm sure that if I went back and watched, um, you know, not Fate Stay Night, but if I went back and watched Unlimited Blayworks or Zero, uh, and certainly the Heavens Filled movies, um, I would agree with you. You know, you, you find one or two scenes that have a problem, but like equally, it's just so beautiful in every other way. Yeah, so, totally. <clears throat> do you have one like that or do you have one that you just like marvel at? Um, Not in the modern day, I'll be real with you. Um, But if I were to think about one, it would probably be like you, Hakusho. Yu Hakusho's, uh, like, animation quality um, really hits through the entire series. I agree. Like, you you know that I agree. Like, yeah. um, Yu Hakusho is just so clean, I feel like. And 
is like the and, fight and scenes. They come up, they come up with so many unique like ways to pivot. Like you remember that fight in the hospital where it was like all black and silhouetted. Yes, like man, that was clean. Who who comes up with that shit and does it so well, man? That was so clean, bro. Like when he was fighting the like fly dude or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I also really liked the whole fight of like. Is weird as it was, the fight of Yusuke shooting out his demonic energy so it could turn back into spirit energy, like, towards the end there when he was fighting Yomi, it was yeah. just like that simplistic, like, the shots, how clean his hands were, like, the spear gun, the blast, everything. And when you think about the time that this was done in the late 80s, you're just like, holy crap. Like, yeah. And to that instance, I also got to give love to Cowboy Bebop as well, because the whole like aesthetic fight scene between him and oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the villain at the end whose name I cannot remember. I want to say Fang, but I know that's not right. But um, Um, between Spike and him. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get flamed for this, but it's okay. Uh, (laughs) Um, But yeah, but no. Yeah, like pinnacles, pinnacles of animation, you know, uh, even like Trigun, you know, Trigun's faults were not in the animation. Yeah. And it was in the same, same boat. Now, some of those big hitters that are, you know, have absolutely beautiful animation, but also kind of like have scenes where it's not as good as it could be. I'm talking like. Uh, Black Clover and Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen is like on both ends of the spectrum. Like they've got rotoscoped movement to, you know, make uh, everybody's body look good, you know, just sprinkled in there um, to make it feel kind of real. But also they've got, you know, scenes of incredibly high motion where they just say, fuck the background. You don't care, man, right? You're in it for like us running up a tree, dude. Which, okay, that's fair. But, you know, after seeing trees and after seeing, like, a blob of green, I'm like, okay. Mm, Same thing with, like, Black Clover. Black Clover does the same thing, where they kind of, like, in a high-intensity, fast-motion scene, they'll just say, fuck the background. You don't even want speed lines. You don't want, like, insinuation of blurred. We're just going to give you a green with a brown ground, and you're going to be happy with it because they're doing something cool elsewhere. No, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, especially with Black Clover. It feels like Black Clover, especially towards the end, they were really like trying, and they could tell, especially post-time skip. But there were still some instances then where it was just like, come on. Like, I get it, but it was like so like two-sided. Because the things that... The fault for Black Clover with me was that the things that they made beautiful... They made it so beautiful that it was like even more heart riching to see the stuff that was not given that care. Like, yeah, the contrast was so big that I was like, wow, I need I'm going to need you to do more or at least like phone in more, which brings maybe maybe that's why um, Studio Piro decided to like go on hiatus or, you know, cancel it for for the time being, because they knew that. All right. The quality isn't up, and this isn't going to work, you know. Maybe they learned with Bleach that, you know, if you force the quality, um, you know, like Shonen Jump, 
did with uh, Bleach. You know, it won't be as a business-wise a good decision. Yeah, and you know what's crazy for me? Um, there is a like another slight thing that there is anime with great animation, but with like mm-hmm. a crappy story, which the one that stands out the most in my mind is Sword Art. Like, <laughs> because Sword Art is yes. beautiful. And I always get mad, especially with the previous season on Alicization. That was like some crisp, clean animation. Like, I loved it. I'm like, A1 Pictures was in their bag for this. But the story was just so all over the place. And granted, Alicization was one of the better stories. But I'm just like, I don't know how to feel about this. Because, like, the story wasn't like end-all, be-all horrible. But I'm just like, the animation deserved a better story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I feel like Sword Art is just kind of in its own special category with that. Like, the animation gets progressively better as the story gets, like, progressively worse. (laughs) And I'm just... But it makes money. So, you know, like... Yeah. I guess that's, like, a very rare occasion in the world of, like, animation where, like, your animation is top tier. But the story is still kind of lacking and people still hate on it. Which just, you know, it sucks because if it is beautiful, it doesn't really matter what the story is. You can hook, you know, newcomers, which is great. Yeah. Which is why, like, Sword Art, I feel like, is that primo, like, gateway anime. Yeah. Which we'll we'll talk about on another podcast. Like, what can get you into anime and where you should go from there. Which is immediately to Evangelion to like <laughs> push you in the deep end. You're either a real weeb or you're not. Yeah, you'll never be allowed um, to shop at Hot Topic. No, you're only allowed to shop at Hot Topic. True. Like, J List will not accept your weeb card if you're not in the deep end. No, Ami Ami, none of that. You gotta go back. <laughs> gotta go back. But let's, let's talk about some uh, shows that were really just poorly animated from the beginning. You know, two come to mind immediately with Dragon Ball Super and Sailor Moon Crystal. No, 100%. Like, Super was a huge letdown for me because I was like, or at least the beginning of Super, because I feel like Super did get better. But so so did Crystal, apparently. I haven't given it a shot, but I know good and well that it gets better, both animation quality-wise and story-wise. Now, I need to watch um, Crystal for the movie for June 3rd, which me, you, and Homegirl are going to have to find a way to watch that. Well, it's going to be on Netflix, but, like, we're just going to have to find the time to watch that, I guess I should say. We'll we'll join a call and watch it, or we'll come over or something. But um, let's quickly talk about Dragon Ball Super. So, like, tell me about the early part of the story. So Super, we it kind of just picks off like where Dragon Ball left out, like or Dragon Ball Z left out. So it's like the story. What happened to Oob? So Oob was this is, was like is he around? Yeah, this was like right after the okay. Boo fight, like because it was somewhere like legitimately like right after the Boo fight. Um, it was it was because Bra was not born yet. Or was that her name? Vegeta and Boma's second child was not born yet. 
and neither was Pan. So it's like right before that. So mm-hmm. basically, you get the whole like Goku's like lost his edge training wise and everything, and he has to go and like fight and just. But oh no, it's Beerus Battle of the Gods. That's what it is. So Battle of the Gods, like Beerus. Hey, I am like the god of destruction. Everybody's like, what? Um, and like, and they gotta find a way to fight him. But basically, no one can focus on that because Super Saiyan Three Goku was just animated like trash. And yeah, you you get this this wild story where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, um, there's a god of destruction. Like we know, like Boo is the the malevolence of evil and like just the embodiment of the the, the thing, right? He's he's he is what he is. But then you come to find out that all of that was insignificant in the fact that, like, there's a god of destruction that, like, murders planets because he's hungry or some shit. Yeah. And and to, like, immediately escalate to that level and be disappointed by the animation quality because it's not hype as it should be. It's like, come on. Nah, it was... It was a whole thing. And, like, I feel like... That is something that needs to be, like, I don't know. It's just, like, when you're coming back, same thing with Sailor Moon. When you're coming back with these juggernauts, I feel like they have to have the respect that they have earned and garnered in the anime community. Like, so many people will tell you Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon were their first, if not their favorite anime. Like, so many people. And that's why I kind of worry about if Yu Yu Hakusho ever does come back. Like, some people want it to, and there's been, like, talks. But, like... Will it come back with the due justice? I don't know if it's coming back, bro, because he he hasn't brought back and finished Hunter Hunter, right? Yeah. Oh no, he's not. <laughs> he said he wanted to, and everybody was like, "Bruh, no, you better finish Hunter Hunter." So I think if they bought you Hakusho back, his apprentice would take it up, because he does have an apprentice who he won't let his apprentice finish writing Hunter Hunter. But yeah, Tagashi, finish your ish, bruh. Like, <laughs> your wife even said she would do it for you. Like, come on now. Keep playing, though. She just might. Yeah, Chibiusu, Killua up in the house. Like, I'd be But down. I mean, like, you know, with both of these, they started out gnarly. But, you know, the word is they picked up as they progressed. And, you know, Super got even more hype, right? Yeah. Which is which is exciting, you know, that the, that they can go and they can fail really miserably and still come out on top, you know, partially due to the size of the brand, but you know, yeah, because you got tournament of power and like Toei Animation is like a juggernaut. They've been putting out Yu Yu, like literally, they. I feel like if everything else fails, knock on wood, they can still survive because they've been putting out One Piece the whole time. Like One Piece has never changed animation studios for the past like what 20 years i think it's been animated yeah that's that's too long bro yeah so they got the cash cow they got the goat and they still managed to put out like right now they're putting out digimon uh 2020 uh or digimon adventure 2020 i think it's the official name of it and they're still putting out boruto wait no that's period studio period so yeah they're putting out this and digimon and i think dorumon and some other shows but one piece and digimon are kind of their biggest outputs at the moment yeah so now wrapping up let's talk about 
shows that had a noticeable dip in quality. They didn't come back poorly. They started out strong. They got you excited. And then they kind of just said, whoops, not today, not this season. Uh, Specifically like Seven Deadly Sins. So I feel like Seven Deadly Sins was like showing up, like waiting for your favorite like person to come and get you. And then they just didn't. And you find out that they're never coming back because life is <laughs> horrible. Oh, no. Um, well, no, it's more like it's more like you're excited for your your favorite like you're excited for your like dad to come pick you up from school and take you by like the ice cream shop or something. And it's really just like your uncle. And you're like, we're going to do the exact same thing, but it's going to be 100 percent less cool. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And like, so Seven Daily Sins was just kind of like, what is going on? Like, because you had, you heard that they were changing studios and you're wondering why. Because, you know, season one and season two were received very well. And then season three, or um, season one and two were received very well. And then you had the movie, which was not received well because no one marketed it. And I guess in the world of Japan and how that works, it's like, oh, there was this, a movie? Yeah. Um, Source uh, Skyward something. There was about swords in the sky. Uh, it was a thing. It was okay. But, nah, it wasn't really okay. But that's why <laughs> they switched studios. That's why A1 Pictures was like, yo, we're working on Bunny Girl. We're working on everything else under the sun. Like, we're just going to be like, no. And I'm like, please, no, come back. Um, But they didn't. So, it went to Studio Dean because Netflix obviously doesn't care because they're just distributing it in America. So, they're like, yeah, y'all do what y'all want. So we got Studio Dean, who gave it to a subsidiary of Studio Dean. So basically, we got like a C-grade studio. And, sorry, D-grade, but anyway. D for Dean. Yeah, (laughs) D for Dean. And it wasn't just the fact that the animation was drawn horribly. It's like they started censoring blood, and then they were like, no, we don't want to censor blood. So... It was like, that was the first thing, because it happened, like, right in episode one. It was like, okay, why are they coughing up white stuff, like, when the other two seasons had blood? And this was, like, the bloodiest part of the story. Like, this was the height of the story, yeah. So we literally got into, like, the whole war part, like, the whole climax of a series. And it was just animated really poorly. And it made it hard to like accept it but i feel like once you got into it and just started focusing really hard on the story it was like okay again like you said my uncle's taking me but he's still my uncle and i love him like because (sighs) seven daily sins i feel like was one of the most extreme cases even though a lot of people say overlord was um with season three because they just had some issues with like the cg of one of the creatures like in the fight like the cg looked pretty bad like in my opinion like have you ever seen that's it i haven't seen overlord but i know good and well that's an easy way to immediately kill all like goodwill you have if you put in some bad cg monsters or just bad cg in general like it's game over man if it doesn't mesh, if it takes you out of the story and experience you're, you're, you're watching, 
and makes you pay attention to the fact that it looks different. It looks separate from everything else. You've lost your viewer. You've lost every bit of focus and goodwill you just built up. Yeah. And that monster's all teeth and hooves. Which is cool and all, but it's not Berserk, so. Yeah, true. Oh, Berserk was Berserk was another <laughs> one that hurt a lot of people because it was like, it was on hiatus for like 20 years. Everyone was super hyped for it to come back. And then it was like, this is what we waited for? Like, what? Which, yeah. Which again makes me so much more like thankful for studios like Toei keeping the quality of One Piece, like quality improving. Like, David Productions keeping the quality of JoJo's and it's getting better. Like, Oh, my God. So the whole story about JoJo's is, like, a roller coaster. Because there, were, there have been, like, multiple adaptations of Part 3. A movie that you'll never find. Uh, an entire, you know, uh, a series from, like, the 90s that was okay. But, like, no one could really bring the heat in when it came to JoJo's. Except for, like, David Productions. And that's why they're doing, like, all of the parts. Because they brought the heat, they kept it consistent, and it's gorgeous. But, I digress. Yes. JoJo's has its own problems, like, here and there. But, like... It's not an animation, oh. I feel like. No, no. And then you... But, uh... Wrapping up, what what you got? I was going to say, and I felt like it was kind of like one that people kind of over made a big deal about for no reason was definitely One Punch Man season two. Like, really? Yeah. Well, like, okay, season one was like, was like a cocaine induced like roller coaster. It was animated to the nines, like to the T's. It looked beautiful. And season two, it was a noticeable dip, but it wasn't like horrible. Like, it was not. A seven deadly sins case or a like overlord case which where i was like oh this is different enough that it causes me like anger but like it was just like one of those where it's just not madhouse you know what i mean like if you can tell yeah. it's just not the studio who so it'd be like if knock on wood like demon slayer went from Ufotable to like jc staff like no disrespect to JC staff. They've given us a lot of good stuff, but they're no e-foldable. You know what I mean? Bro, you, you out here playing season three of One Punch Man is going to go back to the original art style that one had done for the webcomic. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be happy about it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I'll be like, yeah, you know, I can't, I can't complain. Yeah, well, all, all these, you know, naysayers got us this shit. Mm -hmm. It'll be like the promise Neverland all over again. Oh, no. You don't like the ending? <laughs> well, no one's going to be happy. Not even me. Oh, yeah. You you want us to animate the ending? Go fuck yourself. Here's stills of an entire story arc that you'll never see. <laughs> Basically. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Like, like a fucking, like, photo album of an entire story arc. It, I fucking can't. It hurt, bro. <laughs> it hurt a lot, and I'm still sad. Uh, but you know what? I guess that's the the wonders of life. You have have a variety of things, both good and bad, to I guess appreciate. I don't know, waxing poetic here. 
But yeah, animation quality is mildly important in a medium of animation. But uh, that's our thoughts. If you got thoughts on animation quality or shows that are terribly animated, uh, hit us up. You can catch the podcast on all the podcasts. We're talking Spotify, Amazon, uh, iTunes, you know, all them hoes at your typical Shona protagonist or on Twitter at your TSP. Let us know what you, what you think about animation quality in a show. Also, you can catch the other product at Content Breaker on, you know, all the podcatchers on Spotify and Instagram. And Kai, you got a Twitter too. Yeah, you can find me at Dreads with a Z um, where we can talk about cool stuff and just get it popping. Woo-woo. Yep, and we'll catch y'all next week for more Your Typical Shonen Protagonist. Bye.